What up, everybody? Happy hump, uh, happy hump day. That was yesterday. Happy Friday Eve, Thursday edition of the Dark Side of Music here on Rock Rage Radio, Tattoo Metal Radio, and everywhere podcasts are found. Ooh, the weekend is almost upon us. My birthday is almost upon us. Four days of me, you know, reminding you guys to buy me shit. I deserve it, right? Don't I? No? Whatever. Fuck you guys. I love you anyway, but my birthday is Saturday, 41 years old. Man, I was looking through my timeline today on my Facebook, and uh, from like 11 years ago today, I'm sitting there going, man, I'm going to be 30 in seven days. Now it's like, fuck, I'm going to be 41 in seven days. What the hell's wrong with me? What the hell's, where the hell is my life gone? Uh, I just want to sit in the corner and cry. But I'm not going to do that because I have a show to do. So let's do it. In life and in music. There is always a dark side. Whether the truth is something you don't want to tell or something somebody doesn't want you to hear. These are those stories. The Black Rose Media proudly presents the dark side of music. And welcome, everybody, to The Dark Side of Music. I am the great and powerful King of Kings, Emperor of all that is awesome, Derek. How the hell are you doing today on this beautiful April 7th of the year that is 2020 Part 2? Ah, 24 hours, and the weekend is upon us. We can do it. We can do it. We can do it. I promise you, we can do it. But uh, it's Saturday for me, so I'm actually looking into the future again. You know how this goes. I always record early, so, but um, I hope you guys are having a great week so far, and close the week out strong, mentally good, everything's happy, hunky-dory, if it's not, don't worry about it, tomorrow's a brand new day, but never be content, always push forward, always fail forward, never, ever, ever be content, whether you're happy or not, never stay complacent. My word of the advice today. But today, it's Thursday. We still got one more day left till the weekend. And tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to close out the week strong with the band Nonpoint. Very much looking forward to that. Um, one of my favorite bands of all time. Definitely in my top ten bands of all time. And uh, talking with Elias is going to be a one of my dreams so far coming true. So look out for that one tomorrow. But today is another day. Today, I have a band out of California by the name of Tiny Stills. They just released a new single back on the 20, excuse me, back on the 18th called Bleeding Out. And we're going to go ahead and start the episode with such a thing. So listen to this beautiful fucking track and jam out with me, and then we're going to have a conversation. So here is Bleeding Out by the band Tiny Stills.
Bleeding out by Tiny Stills. And let's go ahead and bring on one of the members of the band to have a great fucking conversation. Hello. Hello, Kaylin. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Absolutely. So how you been? How you doing? I don't know. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How good is anybody these days? <laughs> you know... That is a great fucking point. I mean, it's one of those, like, how, yeah. I mean, we can say that we're good, and then five yeah. minutes later, we open up our phone or turn on the TV, and it's like, oh, that's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's me. How are you? You know, I feel the same. <laughs> I guess we're still here, though, doing it. Exactly. We're still breathing. We're still alive. I mean, it's it's it's, it's amazing, but it's it's not at the same time. It's a fucking miracle is what it is. It really fucking is. <laughs> I, I had a conversation yesterday with the band, uh, and we were talking about how, like, you know, we pray for those slow new days, news days now. You know, back in the, you know, back two years ago, we would laugh at the slow news days like, wow, this is stupid. Why is this on the news? And now mm-hmm. it's like we're praying for that, that happy dog story. <laughs> I know. My whole feed is just dodo videos of dogs. <laughs> getting rescued and i'm like let's watch this dog get a new life and you know i would happily do that because i'm sick and tired of seeing just people complaining all the time (laughs) yeah it's easy to complain i guess it is but like i've never seen a and you know my 40 almost 41 years people actually like making names for themselves out of doing nothing but complaining It's like these TikTok accounts, it's just all they do is complain. And it's like they have thousands and thousands of even not hundreds of thousands of followers. And it's like, wow, I guess I'm, I guess I missed the boat here. I, I mean, maybe I should just be an asshole complainer all the time and people will like me. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, people like to roast people. And like, I get that. That's fine. You know, some like I feel like I like to keep the cynical comments uh, in my head for the most part um, and the snarky comments. But. What I learned from TikTok is mostly uh, beauty tricks and uh, kitchen storage hacks. So <laughs> I feel like my curated TikTok feed's a little different. <laughs> mine is mine is hot moms and <laughs> and people complaining. <laughs> wrong. There's many a hot mom on my feed as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you gotta I can't... put those animal videos in there. I, you know, I do. I do have those. I do have those. Okay. <laughs> and, and you know, and, and it's kind of sad when I'm sitting there saying, okay, I. Is there anything other than hot moms on here? I would like to see something else. <laughs> I got, I've got a lot of, um, 
Well, my personal favorite is the uh, TikTok uh, fart pranks. That's mostly women pranking their husbands as they're farting. I don't know if you've seen that one. That's the new trend for me in my TikTok feed. I have not seen a a lot of those, but I did see um, one where a wife farted in the angle of her husband's uh, CPAP machine. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, we got to laugh. I went to see Jackass in the theaters yesterday. Oh, I need to go see that. (laughs) That's where I'm at in my life, in case you want to (laughs) know. I went to see Jackass in theaters on the big screen. (laughs) How how was it? I've heard it's one of the best ones. Is it? Is it? It's it's delightful. And let me tell you, in a world where social media is is dark, dark and depressing, it it really is just a bunch of people doing dumb things, making each other laugh. Um, And I feel like this is so weird to say, but I think Jackass has always captured that like feeling of when you're with your friends and you're doing something you're kind of not allowed to be doing. And someone says, no, I dare you to do that. And then you have to go. Well, I guess I'm gonna do it now. You know, and like they just capture that so well. They do. Um, but I, I'm just, man, we're all getting old. That's all I gotta say. Especially them, like you know, fucking four- Johnny Knoxville has nothing but gray hair now, and it's like, wow, what the hell? Yeah, he's 49 in the in the new movie. Wow, he's- I I can't imagine. Like it, it would hurt to do that stuff that he does. It hurts to get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, with his injuries throughout the years, I'm sure he has many more pains than I do. Yeah. Especially, um, uh, what's his name, too? Um, Steve-O? Yeah, Steve-O. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I yeah, know. He's the worst of them, too. I know. Like, their bodies must hurt. They sh- I would love to hear an interview with them where they actually talk about the aches and pains they feel waking up in the morning because, and the stories behind those aches, because that's extensive i bet actually on steve-o's podcast he talks about that a lot does he oh man i need to listen to that because like i would be interested to hear <laughs> the realities they live with you know yeah steve actually goes into he's actually pretty um he goes into a lot of the behind the scenes stuff and his stuff and also yeah. like his youtube videos and stuff like that he's actually i'm very surprised by the way he he's very candid about it yeah well that's that's interesting that's like the good stuff you know that's yeah <laughs> that's the stuff that people really want to hear um yeah. people you know people don't want to hear about you know the stuff that we see every day or they don't want to hear the exact same 10 interviews 10 times i mean it's 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 yeah it's one of those things where we we enjoy the behind the scenes stuff and just getting to know people as as people you know what i'm saying and not the stars that you know they're made for or known for yeah which is why i do my show the way i do it <laughs> We've been talking for 10 minutes and we haven't yet talked about music, which is perfect. <laughs> I love doing that. It's, it's one of those things. Not huh? I said music is definitely not everything. You no, know? but it's the unifying factor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I always view it. I mean, yes, you guys are musicians, but you're people first. Um, and you're also at, at a stage where you're still working your nine to fives. Um, you know, so those are the types of things that people really care about because they see you on Amazon, they see you on Spotify, they see you on wherever, and they're going to go, oh, you know, they're living a great life. You know, they're making music for, you know, but what does it take to get to that point is, is the point. And, and a lot of people miss that fact. And when they actually hear the, the stuff that goes on, they're like, oh, wow, damn, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
I just talked to a band not too long ago in um, promoting uh, Welcome to Rockville, a band called Air. And their first album just dropped, or is getting ready to drop, excuse me. And Jane's Addiction um, helped uh, do some stuff on it. Uh, Foo Fighters helps them do some stuff on it. They get to work with all these amazing people, and they're still working on 9 to 5s. So you hear, like, oh, my God, you worked with Dave Grohl. You worked with Taylor, rest in peace. (coughs) You worked with Jane's Addiction. You know, now you guys have made it. No, they still haven't made it yet, and that's the thing. And it's 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 interesting to hear those types of stories too. So whether it's Steve-O and Johnny Knoxville or you guys or another band or you know or that independent actor who has been in a hundred you know indie movies but yet still works his nine to five as an accountant, you know because that kind of stuff is what's important. And it's that whole realization that you can have your you know, your life outside of what you do nine to five that makes you happy. And it's, that's the point because how many people do we know in our lives that are nine to five fulfill their life? Mm -hmm. I would say maybe nine out of 10 don't have that fulfilling feeling, but the ones that out of those nine people, how many that don't get that fulfilling feeling of working their nine to five, how many have, have, have those outside things like a podcast or music or carpentry that goes I may hate my job, but I love being able to do this because of my job. So I am fulfilled because of it. That's the question that those nine people need to be asked. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of musicians who are by the books successful that, you know, from the outside look like they're doing really well. And then, you know, it's it's funny. It's like you have to figure out how you measure your your success. I mean, do you measure it in fans or plays or do you measure it in money? Do you measure it in attendance to your shows you know because it's like it's just there's a lot of people who appear successful who are like on the page kind of or at least to themselves like don't feel successful you know and I don't know if it ever really happens you know because I I see people who do have all of the boxes ticked right and you think okay well what else could they be lacking and then you talk to them And you realize that they still don't feel that. And I think that was a weird realization for me is that, yeah, like some people like that. We talked a little bit earlier before we started rolling about like how the grind is right. And you have to, you know, work really hard so you can play really hard. And then but the truth is, too, that a lot of those people and musicians that I know who do have all the things they still reach are reaching for something that they can't get. And you're like, oh, so so that is an elusive feeling that never happens. Or if it does happen, it becomes the top of the mountain that then you worry you'll never get past again, right? Like, so you, you have the success where you're like, say you got on it, like say you opened a gig that you were like, I've really wanted to open for that band because that's, that's one I can relate to. I really wanted to open for that band in my life. And that was so cool. I did that. Like, I can't believe I did that. And then I go, am I ever going to get to do something like that again? Like, is that the top, you know, and there, it becomes a fear, right? Like you can't get past that again. And then it's like these celebrations you have to, you have, there's that internal struggle of like, well, can I make this a high point that I'm grateful for without making it my next mental challenge that i have to get over you know absolutely because you're also talking not just about careers but you're also talking about like love life and relationships you know you know people have this you know the same thing with like career and you know what you're just mentioning have that same type of mentality as far as 
love life and relationships. You know that that somebody that they're with has to check mark all these boxes, and if they don't, then it's not meant to be, or I'm still unhappy. But the thing about it is, how many of those check marks check mark boxes do they really have to meet? And then how many can you meet outside of that relationship and still be content? And happy with your own relationship. It's like nobody has to check mark 100% of these boxes. No, no career has to check mark 100% of these boxes. But you can find different things within your life in order to meet all those expectations. And, it, and it's about, like I was just saying at the beginning of this episode, never be content. Always fail forward. And just keep looking you know, forward. But also enjoy the moment, too. I mean, that's something that my girlfriend and I have been talking about a lot lately is, you know, our goals of eventually um, moving to California um, because that'd be great for my career and her career as well because she's in pharmaceuticals and her home base for her company is out in California. And we would love to be able to get out that way. And so we have a five-year goal of getting there. But it's like we want to enjoy the moment too. So, but set those goals and then achieve those goals and then set more goals. And it, it's not a... And I, I think you're right because people view it a certain way, but it's not the – there's always a bigger mountain. Yeah. So climb that one and then climb another one. So go climb hill um, the Himalayas, but then go climb Kilimanjaro, and then go climb whatever. I, I ran out of mountains. That's all the mountains I know. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It, it's always – it's there's always something else. Yeah. And it's something that might not be as high but more difficult. You know what I'm saying? It, it might just be a, a, a smaller goal that you've always wanted to accomplish. There's always something, and you're always going to be working towards something, but enjoying the moment, too. And I think that's what people forget to do, is that you know the journey is as, just as important as the end goal. And if you're not enjoying the journey along the way, then what the hell is the point of the end goal? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> sorry, it's still early here, but I'm just clearing my throat um i don't know if you felt this way but i think especially during the pandemic for a lot of people it was really painful to be in the moment you know like it was hard to remind yourself to enjoy the present because the present sucked you know in a lot of ways you know not just people around you dying but like your dreams got put on hold you couldn't see the people you love you couldn't their enjoyment kind of got stripped away from you on like a base level you had to learn how to like love what was in your immediate space you had to learn to love that like house plan that you you know got a couple years ago like and like your your pets you know there it pivoted from having such a large space you know around you and it, such a diverse like you're talking about where can you get your your support from you know how many boxes do you have to check I, t to tick it's like you had a diverse social network that then got stripped away in different ways and then it was painful to be in the moment. So I think it's a muscle that like, I don't know about you, but for me, I have to relearn, you know, like I have to relearn how to enjoy the journey because we're so um, goal oriented and like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like um, you just measure it in, in productivity and like final product that it's hard to just sit back and enjoy the process, but it's, it's important and you're, you're not wrong. Yeah. Because what you just said is just hit home really hard during the pandemic. Um, you know, some of these friends that I've had for a long time since high school, um, relationships were lost. Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't because of the pandemic. It was because of the political climate. Mm 
And all of a sudden we're starting to learn things about people we didn't realize before. And it caused a lot of hatred. So a lot of relationships were, were lost during that time. And, um, you know, one of the things, like I lost a lot of friends, um, due to the LGBTQ, um, debates, you know, and the transgender movement, you know, I've lost a lot of friends to that. And it's like, what the hell's wrong with you people? What's going on here? You know, it's like, and some of the times like I did take it a little too far. I'll admit it. Um, but it was, it was a, it was a driving factor. Um, it was, you know, we can't even have a debate without you automatically pointing fingers and automatically just, you know, spouting lies. Why can't we just have a discussion about it? And so sometimes I did have to take it too far in order to make my point, and I lost friends because of it. But at the same time, why are we arguing about human life? Why can't we let people be happy? Why can't we let people do their thing? Is it really harming you? Um, and some people were like, yeah, because, you know, why should we let a man play girl sports? We're not. We're letting a female play girl sports. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's one of those things where I, 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 I'll say it again. I have no problem getting people pissed off with me about this because this is how I feel. Whether you're man, male or female, you should never strive to be the best female. You should never strive to be the best male. You should always just strive to be the best, period. So if you've got to beat everybody in your way beat everybody in your way why are you making excuses yeah i mean all of those issues are i think that the root of what you're talking about is people just not understanding and having a lot of fear around it and not wanting to stretch themselves mm-hmm. more than what their world is comfortable with you know what they're you know they say you can never know someone deeper than they know themselves and what i've seen a lot of on facebook regarding trans rights and lgbtq rights and qia rights it's it's like people just being too scared and don't want to challenge themselves and i and i like don't in the sense that you're talking about like i don't have the patience to handhold but at the same point like to be a good ally does involve putting yourself in in that position versus someone who is trans or lgbtqia who has to defend themselves because there's a threat of violence there and so it's like there's this fine line of like you want to stand up for people's rights and you want to help um and you have to do it in a way that changes minds that's really hard um when people don't want to know themselves deeper than that or challenge their views um people are gonna be stuck in their ways you know and it's it's a shame because there's a lot of beautiful things out there that they're missing when they don't open their minds and people beautiful people that they've cut out of their lives you know i've seen people a lot of my friends really hurt by close-mindedness in a way that um has forced them to lean into their found families and i just hope they're all getting the support that they need when the people who are their like blood families disappoint them and turn out to be just disappointing in their emotional journeys you know yeah my oldest daughter um identifies as non-binary and changed and changed their name and everything like that um and you know when when they first came out as that you know telling my dad was like well they'll always be or she'll always be my you know her you know say her her dead name 
And it's like, well, dad, first of all, she's not a she anymore. They are not a she anymore. They are now this person. And that's how you need it. Well, they'll always be this to me. Well, no, they won't because that's not fair to them. That's selfish on your part. And, you know, a lot of people have that mentality. Um, And so, like, when I see that kind of stuff, um, even though, like, right now, me and and, um, them are, you know, very much in a, you know, an argument and fighting right now outside of this, and we're not talking right now. I still feel personally attacked whenever I see something like that on the internet. And I feel like the need as a father of somebody who is non-binary, who's dealing with these challenges at 20 years old, you know, I, I feel the need to speak up and it's, it's just human rights. It's basic human rights. And it's again, and is it really hurting you to, for them to be non-binary or to be gender fluid or identify something that you don't agree with? Just because you don't agree with it doesn't mean it's not okay. Yeah. And you not agreeing with it and then forcing your belief on it is, you know, is not okay with me. So how is what you're doing any different from what they're doing? And, and a lot of people don't get that. It's like, it was this, um, my girlfriend and I had this very similar conversation the other day. It's like, you know, we're not Christians and we don't believe in religion at all. We have our beliefs, but we don't believe in religion. And whenever we have a discussion with somebody or somebody finds out about that, well, I'm going to pray for you to hopefully find your way. No, I don't want you to pray for me. That's against my consent. I don't want you to do that. That's not going to do anything for me. That's just going to make you feel better. So why should, you know, it's the same debate. It's like one of those, it's just, a lot of this comes down to being selfish and, you know, whatever, and forcing your beliefs on other people. So it's the same, it's, it's, yeah, it's just, it's weird. It's we're living in a weird, weird fucking time. I want to believe that people are good inside. And yes. I want to believe that if you gave enough people the resources and the brain width, the bandwidth, the brain width, it's still early here, excuse me, the bandwidth <laughs> to, you know, um, you know, if you raise the minimum wage and let people live a good life, gave them the potential to be their best self, right? Like if you look at, at that issue that if they had the bandwidth to go to therapy, to get mental health help, that they would be more open to knowing themselves and knowing the world and the differences in the world that exist beyond their understanding and would be more tolerant. I I, want to believe that in my heart, you know, but at the end of the day, I don't know if that's true, but I, I want that to be the reality, that if you gave people the resources to get help and to challenge themselves and to feel comfortable with challenging themselves that they would and they would be better but i don't know you know that's probably a really naive thing to say but it's it's what i want oh absolutely it's definitely not naive in any which way shape or form but but, you know it's it's hard to sit here and say that because there is evil out there there are people who want to you know to take away people's rights and they do every day they they do it with women they do it with trans uh, you know, they, they do it with LGBTQIA people. They they just, they are so scared that they do take it away and there is evil out there. So I, I don't want to be naive, you know, and, and the black community, you know, like there are, there is evil out there, you know, and you can't pretend it doesn't exist. And so in that sense, I'm, I'm acknowledging that it's naive to think that, um, I just want, I want people to be better, you know? Yeah. And that's a genuine desire. I agree. On that note, let's take a quick break and play some more music. So the irony is not lost on me with this song. 
So here is the song Everything is Going Great by <laughs> by Tiny Stills. Enjoy it. Tell all my friends that I'm sorry for leading them on. I made them think I was fine, but I knew something was wrong. I thought that time would prove it's all in my head. Now I'm in too deep and alone and more scared than I ever been. Cause it's so hard for me to be honest these days. I tell myself I'm doing okay. I don't want the world to think I'm weak. And so I repeat it. Everything's going great by Tiny Stills. Let's go ahead and bring Kaylin back on. Sup? 
What's going on? <laughs> um, really evergreen, that one. <laughs> say that again? That song feels evergreen to me. <laughs> that, song is true. that song is never not true. Yeah, I mean, and it's just so fitting for the conversation that we were just having. Um, it's just sometimes you just got to ignore it all and go, yeah, things are great. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Um, there's a, a line, one of my favorite like inside jokes or like repetitive jokes from the show, How I Met Your Mother, was... Um, like anytime they go, how you doing? It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. And then they're like, one more time and I'll believe you. It's great. I believe you. Ah, <laughs> I never heard that before. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so hearing that song just reminded me of that. I'm like, it's because sometimes you got to <sighs> grin your teeth and bear it sometimes. Yeah. But at the same time, don't ever be content with it. Try to figure a way out of it, too. It's like eventually it will be true. But if you're just going to sit there and let it happen, it's never going to be true, too. Yeah. I mean, that song in particular was, like, came from a a time in my life when I was, like, in the, the beginnings of a divorce, you know? And, like, going through a divorce. And so it was just kind of, like, there's there are some points in your relationships that you've, you're in where you, you know, you want to do everything you can to fix it and you think you'll you know, you'll go to any length to make it better. And then there's a point where you have to decide it's not going to get better. <laughs> and like, it was written at that fulcrum point of like, not really sure if it's going to go one way or the other. And if you're going to just continue on the path or if you're going to try to diverge from it. So it was like a very painful moment. Um, yeah. It's very relatable. I feel like just everyone knows what that feels like. Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, um, I'm still going through a divorce right now. Luckily, it'll be close out soon. We've been separated now for, geez, over a year and a half. Um, we split it in November of 2020. And um, I had that moment before we split because it was one of those, I think for me, I knew it was over a long time before it actually happened. She was the one that actually ended it. But I it was like, I got to make this work. I got to make this work. I, you know, I, I, I can't let it fail. Even though I, I kind of don't want to be here anymore, I can't let it fail. And, and then there was eventually a point of like, uh, okay. And then when she, I had accepted it, but then when she ended it, I was still upset because I felt like I failed as trying to keep it together. But at the same time, once I eventually realized, okay, this is really uh, why am I so upset about this? It, 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 you know, that that's that's part of life. Sometimes you hold on to things even though you shouldn't. Um, that's true for toxic people. That's true for you know things you just don't want to do because we're programmed from the time we're little kids. We're programmed by our parents, and I don't think they intentionally do it, um, but like, and sometimes they do. But it's like one of those things where it's like, well, in order to be successful, you need to be a doctor. You need to be a lawyer. You need to be this. And then when you grow up, you're, you're like, well, I've always wanted to do this. And then once you start doing it, it's like, wait a second. Was, I, is it me that always wanted to do this or was it my parents? Or, you know, grow up, get married, have kids and, you know, retire. That's, that's, your, that's the American dream. Is it, though? <laughs> You know, because now looking at what I'm doing with my life, I don't ever want to retire. 
I want to talk to bands about music and life for the, till the day I die. Why the fuck would I ever want to give this up? But again, that's not part of the American dream. We have all these different things that we're programmed to do. And sometimes it's just not okay because it's not who we are. Not everyone fits into the nine to five mold. Some people want to work those overnights. Some people want to work from home. Some people want to find a job that can pay them enough money where they only work 20 hours a week. Some people want to work 80 hours a week. I mean, there's so many different things out there that people want to do and it it goes against the grain and people are like, oh, that's not normal. Is there really a normal anymore? Was there ever? Yeah, I mean, I think what I'm hearing you say is a lot about expectation and the like core values of capitalism that force us to do more than what we want to do versus finding our passion and following it and what is work and not work and what is our passion right and like i think we're seeing that a lot in the great resignation and what was happening right now after covid which is people choosing to live an alternative lifestyle that allows them to follow their dreams in a way that doesn't exploit their value as a worker you know in that system and i mean i think that's important and it's not it's like like we again we talked about the grind how much do you have to work to pursue your dreams right and like i don't have a ton of free time like i work a full-time job with side hustles and then i do music and which is a job in and of itself but where does your passion come from and how do you make sure that fountain doesn't doesn't dry up right and it's hard like i don't have the answers. Um, my friend John Allison Weiss, who I just reconnected with recently, who I used to play in their band in 20, oh my god, 2013 and 14. Um, I used to play keyboards for them. And we met um, in Los Angeles after they moved. And uh, they recently uh, became separated from their partner and bought a van and live out of a van and travel around and play music and live that life. And I was talking to them the other day. I was like, what you do, like, it scares a lot of people, but like, you feel, you appear so fulfilled to me, you know? And they were like, yeah, I'm living the dream. And I'm like, damn, like, that's, that's so impressive to me. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I just commend people who can have that sense of self in such a way <laughs> where they take those risks and live that life you know, and find that passion and just don't let it go. Like I, when I went to see Jackass, I, I, I don't know how to find this guy, but I hope he hears it. But I went to go see Jackass. I told you about this, but I met a guy in the, who was, I bought popcorn from, who was like the concession guy, the retail person. And he was like, he was like, oh, what can I get for you? And he was like, so excited to be there. And I was like, damn, like, what is it? What's this guy on? This is amazing. Give me what he's got. But he was like, yeah, I'm a screenwriter. I just really believe that when you go to the movies, you should be like enjoying yourselves. Like, what can I get you? Like, and I was like, damn. And my partner, Dan was like, he was like, whatever, don't let them get you down, son. Like he was like, don't let them, <laughs> don't let them destroy what you love. He's like, yeah, I'm a screenwriter. I love movies. And I'm like, that's so inspiring. Like, I'm sorry, but like, I know a lot of screenwriters who got their start working in movie theaters because they loved movies. And I'm like, damn, like, I got to remember why you why I do this, you know, and I think that's an important thing because everyone needs to be reminded why they do it. Um, but 
that inspiration and that spark within others is contagious. It is inspiring. And you you owe it to yourself and your community to not lose it, truly, you know? Absolutely. Because whether you're a screenwriter, um, a playwright, uh, a comedian, you know, a, a TV yeah. writer or a musician or whatever, hell, even an artist with a paintbrush, mm-hmm. you know, the the moment that you stop being your true self whether you have one fan or a million they know they know um and so maintaining that is 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 so key um maintaining who you are even if you're not making you know the money you want to make in your passion finding the the will and drive to continue to do that and maintaining who you are goes back to what we were talking about before just keeping true to yourself at the end of the day is what is what's going to ultimately drive your happiness that will help make those check marks that much easier to achieve the true happiness doesn't come from your kids doesn't come from your your girlfriend boyfriend your partner it doesn't come from your car your house your money nothing none of those things adds to your happiness unless you're truly happy from within mm-hmm then all those things add to you. But if you're not happy, then none of those things you add are going to make you any happier. All those things are just bonus happinesses that you have. Yeah. But you've got to maintain your happiness first. It, it goes back to that whole other saying within like, well, I got to put my family first. I have to. That's what I was taught to do. No. No. Yeah, you, no, you don't. You've got to come first. And that's okay to say. It's like the oxygen mask equivalent when you're on a plane. You know, you cannot serve your community without serving yourself and getting yourself right. You know, whether whatever you need, you have to be base level okay. And that comes back to our initial conversation idea, which is like, I believe, I want to believe if you give people uh, like a universal basic income or just the ability to support themselves or create a life for themselves, that they will be better, right? Like, I, I that's, I think, part of what stems from that idea is like i just believe in people the good somewhere and that you have to just believe that there's there's an ability to change there that there's something that's not being met i mean if you look at crime you look at why people do these things it's so there's so much of their basic needs that are not being met you know and like i think as a society we owe it to ourselves to take care of ourselves and then once we have that take care of everyone else who can't you know it that's exactly. not that's not some like revolutionary idea, but for some reason it's been it's been reframed as this insane thing. And I'm like, no, it's not. Give people the opportunity and the ability to take care of themselves and then give it to the people. Then once you do that, it now becomes your responsibility to help others who can't. It's like that should not be a controversial statement. No, but oh, it- you bring that up today, you're a socialist, and that's bad. Socialism's bad. No, it's fucking not. Dictatorship and communism is bad. They're two totally different things. Um, no, no socialism is not bad if you do it the right way. Look at Sweden. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> could you imagine? Like, I'm sorry, but could you imagine not getting health care bills and two years after you have a service and having it be astronomically priced? And realize that your insurance didn't cover it, like the like but, have health taxes, but taxes, I guess, but taxes, like, but taxes. I know. 
it's, but no, but you just brought up a good point. If you did, if, yeah. But my point is, with that, you know, they'll be like, but taxes, but taxes, but taxes. Your taxes might go up, but that hundred thousand dollar tax, I mean, uh, you know, insurance bill that wasn't covered before isn't going to be there. So, are you really paying more money? Yeah, I just like cannot believe that we there. There's like a very serious disconnect here that I don't understand why people are not getting it. I mean, look at your health premium, your health insurance premiums. Then look at all the money they don't cover, everything they don't cover, all the things times you think you go to a healthcare provider and you think you're covered, and then you don't. You get a bill ten months later because they didn't cover. It. It's like you can read the fine print, and I've always, I've always really, really like tried to be that person who asked the questions like calls beforehand to make sure I'm going to an in-network provider you know and being a, like I'm sorry I hate this like phrase but like a starving artist like being an artist that didn't have a ton of money in my early 20s I was always trying to make sure I wasn't going to get that bill 10 months later and it still happened you know, I would, and it would be because they build under the doctor's tax ID instead of the actual like urgent care's tax ID, and so they said they were out of network. And I'm like, no, you told me it was in network. Like, why are you sending me this bill? And then, you know, challenging it, and then them being like, oh yeah, we made a mistake. It's like those mistakes cost real people so much money that like you, if you don't have the energy to hunt down, you pay it or you go into debt or you like, I don't know. It's just getting your money right is such a fucking struggle. And like being smart and trying to, I don't know. I think that's being a millennial too, you know, and the, the crises that we've grown up with yep. and like, you know, the debt from school and then not being able to get a job that, I don't know, that pays more than $15 an hour. It's like a whole thing. And like people talk about self-care and the other part of self-care is getting your money right and like really knowing where it goes and not throwing it away and being smart with it and trying to understand how to get fiscally healthy. You know, it is bubble baths, but it's also like doing your stupid taxes that are so obnoxious and like calling, you know, and following up on that bill and making sure that like they did bill it correctly because people make mistakes and especially in the healthcare. I don't know. I'm ranting, but it's <laughs> no, just, you're not wrong. You're fine. Me off. Like it really does. And like, I get heated. This is what me and my friends talk about. So this feels very fitting to be talking about this on a podcast, but you know, it's like just ranting and trying to be like, to be a better person. You know, part of it is like having those conversations with like your friends, which is like, I don't know, fiscal health and being yeah. smart with money and trying to survive it's all part of trying to be survived that that's really it yep trying the, to survive the the medical stuff you just mentioned really kind of hit home because i'm in the middle of doing some stuff myself yeah. um i just went through a sleep study because i have sleep apnea mm -hmm. and um the cost of this whole thing is going to be redonkulous but i got my results yesterday so they said that during my sleep of you know sleep study that i stopped breathing 61 times an hour which well, is on the severe side. Anything yeah. above 30 times an hour is considered severe. And at one point, my blood oxygen level dropped below 70%. Oh, my God. Yep. So basically, I need, I need a CPAP machine. I, I need have a CPAP machine. Correct. Now, yeah. at the end of the day, when this is all said and done, in order to make sure that I can stay alive and do one of my basic functions of sleeping... Yeah. It's going to cost me more than $800 at the, when it's all said and done. And I have pretty darn good insurance. But yeah. the sleep study alone is going to be $500. Yeah. 
and then all the other doctor's appointments, and then the cost of the CPAP machine, which is only partially covered. It's like, what the hell? I, you know, if I don't get this, I will die. But, nope, but you got to, it's like that basic right of life, you know, is taken away from you because, oh, you've got to make sure that you pay people to do these things. It's like, you know, we we saved your life. Now you have a defibrillator. Here's a, here's a bill for $500,000. Thank you. You know. It's, it's horrible. It is horrible. My brother is a respiratory therapist and started being a respiratory therapist prior to COVID was his, his career path. And it was a terrifying, um, like, couple years knowing that he was working as a respiratory therapist in a hospital in Iowa doing all this stuff. And I thought about him every day. And I still I still think about him every day. But he the the only reason why I have any kind of glimpse into any kind of medical understanding is because I have a brother who works in hospitals, you know, like he sent me he sent me um, a link to buy a pulse ox oximeter before everyone was buying pulse oximeters because he was like, here, you have to know, you know, this is how you know when you have to go to the hospital, if you get it, you know, and he was looking out for me. And like, he, he's always been that he was a firefighter. He was a firefighter in his early days. And then he became an EMT. And he's always been that person helping people. And like, the thing about our healthcare workers, too, is that people who go into that field go into it because they want to help people, not because they want to gouge them for money. That is, mm -hmm. It has everything to do with the system that exists around it. it has nothing to do with those people it's the th is the thing that kills me is that like my brother is one of the most selfless caring people that i've ever met he he saved more lives in his life than i will ever understand what that's like to do right like he's he's been that guy from firefighter to emt to respiratory therapist and like he he cares so much about those people that it's it's i just feel like I have such a close understanding, although not not a firsthand understanding, but a close understanding of what it's like to be a healthcare worker. I see that the like exhaustion and how what a struggle it is in this country, what they've gone through in 2020, 21, 2022, and it's really disappointing. Um, that it's a system that is meant to exploit the healthcare workers who want to help people and also exploit the people who need the help. It's like it's just a fucking disappointment all around and in the in the world there are places where it is covered you can walk into a hospital and get care you need you break a bone they will fix it you have you have find a lump they will they will check it out you know you will get screened for cancer and you will be helped and you will not be like taken for every penny like medical debt is such a huge issue in this country i don't know i'm not running for office right now on this podcast but it's like <laughs> i just I see the answers and I am not sure why it's so hard to get there, you know, and it is a universal issue that we all struggle with. Um, and if you don't, if you're not personally affected by medical debt, you know, someone who is my partner has had cancer a couple times now and like struggles with all of that as well. Like being a person who has had cancer, how the fuck are you supposed to get out of that? Like, like say you managed to survive a horrible medical life-altering experience and then you have to get out of the debt that it <laughs> causes you and your family like i'm sorry but like what a disappointment yeah. anyway music uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i don't know everything's no. going great you guys <laughs> <laughs> so so <laughs>
I am sorry that we went down this path. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not sorry. It's, it's the hard topics, but it's the truth, and it's universal, and everyone experiences it. Your favorite musicians, your favorite artists, mm -hmm. everybody has someone who is affected by these medical issues or these debt, this debt or the, the like, fucking awful like prejudices that minorities have to deal with. I just, it is exhausting, and it I'm, is. I'm not, I'm in a place of privilege as a white person and a woman. I just. I want what's better. I want better for all of us. Um, I do too. And you know what? You just summed up the exact reason why I do the show the way I do. Because it stuff needs to be talked about from people that we listen to on a daily basis. You know, you've got fans that listen to your music every day. And to hear you talk about this type of stuff is sometimes it's more comforting than anything else because they feel like they know you. They feel like they're your best friend sometimes. And, you know, when they see you at a show, they're like, oh, my God, you know, it, now they feel like they know you closer. So I'm so glad that we had this conversation. It was exactly what I needed, you know, for the day because it, it made me feel so fucking good. Um, oh, good. Yeah. Commiserating with your friends sometimes is the only thing you have. Like, yeah. truly. <laughs> it is. You're 100 percent right. So let's go ahead and go on to you guys as a band. Um, the short little time that we always spend on you guys, because I always like to make sure that you guys get your little plugs in. But again, oh. like, like I said, I, I love making sure that you guys talk about who you are as humans. And I definitely think we did that tonight. So, or today, whatever you want to call it. Morning for you, afternoon for me. But uh, mm -hmm. so um, you just released a new single. Um, you got a tour lined up. What's going on? Yeah, so we just put out some new music. Uh, our new song is called Bleeding Out. Uh, we are an independent band, um, and it's uh, me. My name is Kaylin West, Mike Diggs, AJ Peacox, Chris Clark. Um, we are going on tour in March, April, May, the other M month. Um, May uh, with Madame Motzka and Devin Kane Solutions on a West Coast tour, and that's going to be fantastic. We're also touring down to Fest in Gainesville in the fall. Um, and we have more music coming out this year, so please follow us on Instagram and all that stupid stuff, Twitter and Spotify. Uh, our band is called Tiny Stills, and um, we have more music coming out this year, so please stay tuned for self-loathing dance rock. Self, what is it? Self-loathing rock you can dance to. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the more popular term, new wave emo rock. <laughs> We've been called that new wave emo rock short fifth At, wave emo enjoy that is that is exactly what it says in the press release the first line is <laughs> new wave emo rock I'm like okay cool that's all I need to know <laughs> you can call it whatever you want I don't even care just listen to the music <laughs> truthfully honest I never read press releases oh thank God <laughs> I don't because I, because that'll give me an idea of who you are and I don't want to know that until I talk to you um now sometimes now obviously a lot of times i get you know bands that i already know about but um so you know i'll just read i'll but i do read through for key things like oh new music let me look for this song and that's all i care about um but yeah i love to just find out who you guys are from your mouth holes because that's all that matters <laughs> yeah this has been a great conversation it really you know, has protect your friends look out for yourself so you can look out for others be a good person that's it that and in, 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 you know and with that being said, regardless of whether you're red or blue, do it for everybody. Yeah. Don't just do it for people who think like you. Listen to everybody because even they, their opinion matters. Whether you believe in their opinion or not, their opinion matters. And just love and treat everyone the way you want to be treated regardless of opinion. 
There you go. Uh, Caitlin, you are amazing. Eric. And um, I love your music. Um, since I got the, uh, you know, the, the word that we're talking, I've been listening to you guys all week, and I just absolutely love your voice. I love the, your sound. Um, I'm typically a very heavy guy, but um, I also have my soft spot for bands like yourselves and Paramore <laughs> and other things like that um, because I love rock. And doesn't matter if it's emo, doesn't matter if it's deathcore. I love it all. And um, so thank you very much. And uh, you have definitely been added to my playlist. And uh, you are, you guys are, you guys are amazing. And I wish you guys nothing but the best. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being here. And thank you for your thoughtful questions and for ranting about the state of the world. <laughs> well, thank you for ranting back and enjoying the conversation <laughs> with me. But you enjoy your Saturday, and uh, we will talk again soon. Absolutely fucking literally we will. Amazing. Thank you for having us. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And that was Kaylin from the band Tiny Stills. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, we've had this conversation a couple times this week. Different perspectives. Um, whether you want to call me, you know, left, liberal, whatever... You can call me that all you want. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm human. Um, the right makes a lot of good points, too. The left makes a lot of good points. Everyone makes good points. But why do we have to base our opinion on who is good people on those things? Um, we just need to look past these things and just start getting along as humans again. That's it. Because, like I said before, even like Tommy Vexed said, you know, regardless of what my opinions are, regardless of what your opinions are, if we all have the same opinions, we wouldn't be human beings. We wouldn't, it wouldn't be a happy place to live. So utilize those things and spark discussions with your fellow man and just come away hands held and just, and human. Be human. Guys, thank you so much for fucking being here tonight. We're going to go ahead and go out with one more from the band Tiny Stills. And uh, we will be back again tomorrow with the band Nonpoint, a band I have so anked. Oh, like, I am so excited for this conversation with Elias. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Be here tomorrow again for a Friday edition of the show. But like I said, we're going to play one more. If I can find it. I'm sure y'all are enjoying Dying Oath anyway. <laughs> Where'd it go? Um, there it is. So we're going to play one more song by uh, Tiny Stills. The song's called Craigslist Bed. So guys, have a great fucking uh, Friday Eve. Enjoy your ladies night if that's what you're doing or whatever the hell you're doing. But either way, come back again for a Friday edition of The Dark Side of Music with Nonpoint tomorrow. And then next week, a whole new round of bands, a whole new round of fun. But until tomorrow, with Nonpoint, stay happy, stay healthy, stay fucking heavy. Here is Craigslist Bed by Tiny Stills. See you all tomorrow. Peace.